Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Eric Name of The Athletic joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So, Eric, we were sitting here talking a little earlier about the win total for the Milwaukee Bucks. 25 games to go, 43 wins notched in their belt already. Is there a level of expectation that you're looking towards to say, okay, this now that they've set the bar, this is where they should be? Yeah, I think it's kind of tough to think through exactly how good this team can be because I've been wrong about it the entire year, if I'm being totally frank. Uh, you know, you start, at, start out at the beginning of the year, and I said, oh, you know, this is the 50-win team, and I felt pretty confident in that. And, well, they might have 50 wins in, I don't know, two or three weeks from now. So uh, it, this season has been a spot where you just keep ratcheting up the expectations, and I don't know if, if we know exactly how high to go on that. I mean, I think by the end of the year, uh, 17 more wins would get them to 60. So 17 and eight, uh, that would be a what, close to 666 win percentage. Mm-hmm. So uh, you look through that. Okay, maybe that's the standard, but also that would be worse than they've played thus far this season. So uh, I think that the tough part is really trying to figure out just how high you put those standards. And, you know, I think by the end of the season, you're you're in some ways kind of judging this based on on everyone else in the East. That right now at the All Star break, the Bucks are 43 and 14. The Raptors are two down in the loss column at 43 and 16. So you have a game plus another game because the Bucks are on the tiebreaker there. So really, it's just about keeping pace and, and being better than the rest of the teams in the East. The Celtics and the Sixers are supposed to be uh, big concerns for the Bucks. Obviously, the Celtics in town tomorrow night, but. Well, there's six and a half games back of the Bucks, and the Bucks have a chance to take the tiebreaker from the Celtics tomorrow night as well. So, really, it, it's hard to have for me a, a real great look at expectations. But you know, maybe it is as high as 65 wins. Maybe it is that high. I, it's just really tough to figure out just how good this team can be because they've been on an absolute tear for the two months before the All-Star break. So, and that was going to be my next question. You and I talked a couple of weeks ago, and last week, as a matter of fact, going into the weekend, uh, it was kind of, it, it, it was good because you know the team needs a rest. On the other hand, you hated to slow down the momentum because they were just rolling. When we talked to Pat Connaughton a couple of weeks ago, he said, look, our goal is not, you know, to, to just get wins. Our goal is to to win the East total and have the best record. They want home field. They want home field, home court advantage. They they've got the feeling now that the Pfizer form is almost uh, their their layer of invincibility. Don't you think? They they really do. I, I'm trying to. It's funny after games. You know, I always make the walk from my seats in the press area down to uh, Mike Boonholzer's post game press conference and. You know, I, I've struggled to even remember the times that I heard Bob Marley playing because uh, that's that's the song that they play when they lose. And, I mean, you just don't hear it this year. This is a team that truly believes that they should win every game. And it, the funny thing is it's not just home and road. I, I still think back to before the All-Star break when they dropped a couple on the road and they're just like, that, that's unacceptable. We should win every game on the road. And, you know, you're used to hearing that about how teams play at home, that, 
you know, our home court, we don't lose here. That's that's what people say, but it's weird to hear it about going on the road, and that's truly where this team is at from a confidence standpoint. And I think even with, uh, you know, maybe breaking up the momentum there a little bit, uh, I think they'll hope that's recharging the batteries and that they can keep it moving here after the All-Star break. So, uh, Joe and I were sitting here talking about this team and how deep they can possibly go. Let's just say they do get to the Eastern Conference Finals, or dare I say into the NBA Finals, and he was saying, you know, most likely at that point in time, then that means Chris Middleton has really begun to, to come on. And and my point was, look, they're, they've got the best record in the NBA, and that's been with a kind of an up-and-down Chris Middleton this season. So what has to happen, in your opinion, for this team to get – we'll just start with the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't want to get too far, far out of our skis here. But what happens for this team – what needs to happen for this team to get that far? I, the the funny thing is uh, I don't think they have to do all that much different than what they're doing right now, but that is different than last year. The big thing for this team last year was you go into that first-round playoff series, and that was a, a series I predicted the Bucks were going to win, and I thought it, that was the case because of the talent that they had on this roster. And then all of a sudden, Terry Rozier outplays Eric Bledsoe, and Eric Bledsoe looks like a shell of himself in the playoffs. So uh, to me, that's kind of – the question that lingers over this whole season is what's going to happen when all of those guys get to the playoffs. And obviously it starts with Eric Bledsoe because of his struggles last year. But, you know, you think back to two years ago, Middleton had a little bit of a down series against the Raptors. And it's like, okay, well, is that the Chris Middleton that's going to show up? Or is it the Chris Middleton that was a human flamethrower against the Celtics? So, uh, you know, the big thing about everyone talking about all of the Bucks don't have a true number two that doesn't matter until it matters. So, uh, you know, if, if you're going to play the exact same way in the postseason as you did in the regular season, then it's not a big deal. They, then they can win on their depth. They can win on having uh, a two through seven that is stronger than anyone else's two through seven. But for now, that's going to be the question that lingers, the question that we really struggled to answer now is, can they do this again in the postseason or do some of those postseason struggles that Bledsoe and Middleton have had? Brogdon had a down playoff series last year against the Celtics as well. Brooke Lopez hasn't played a ton of meaningful games in the in the postseason. Do all those guys falter in some way, and, and does that have a huge impact on this team? Talking with Eric Name of The Athletic, uh, covering the Milwaukee Bucks. Now we've gone four minutes into talking about this, but we have not mentioned Miritich. So do you expect him back against the Celtics tomorrow night? I do. Um, you know, like I told you last week, I thought he probably could have played the second he got traded here, but they just wanted to be extra cautious with him. And honestly, uh, today I'm about to walk into uh, availability after practice here in a few minutes. And, well, this is the first practice Miritich has been a part of. But there's been shoot-arounds and, and there's been individual workouts, and those are all fine and good. And uh, he spent his time over the All-Star break here in Milwaukee getting accustomed to the system, working with the assistant coaches. So he did all of those things, but that's not the same as practice. So this will be the first practice that he'll have, and there's still going to be some level of adjustment. But, uh, yeah, I expect that he will play tomorrow against the Boston Celtics. And uh, I think that's going to be – one of the exciting things for this team and you know maybe that'll be something that'll invigorate them maybe they're they're not feeling a ton of challenges uh from teams on the floor and one of the challenges that they have over the next 25 games is integrating a new player into their system and a player that can potentially give them even more options in the playoffs give you 
another way to play. Maybe you take Lopez off the floor, put Miritich in there. Maybe you put Miritich and Ersan Ilyasova in there. Maybe Miritich is someone that really helps the second units when Giannis isn't off the floor offensively. So there's a lot of things that he can do, a lot of different options that it gives you, and that could be huge for this team in the playoffs and throughout the rest of the season. So uh, I would agree that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch, just seeing how he integrates himself into the system and, and how they try to get him to fit into different lineup combinations and how he tries to work with different players. The uh, the Miritich factor, uh, and I wanted to ask you about this because he seems like he's very anxious. And just from everything that I've heard, he can't wait to kind of get into the mix with these guys. And everything seems outwardly anyway as if they really kind of like him. Have the personalities meshed? And do you experience or do you expect any experience in, say, a hiccup in chemistry? I don't. Um, I it's funny that I got to cover, uh, you know, a Brewers postseason before moving over here to the Athletic because, you know, I just remember how that Brewers team, ironically enough, came together in September. And it just felt like, man, this is the loosest locker room I've ever been a part of, obviously a clubhouse for baseball. But, you know, that's the loosest team I've been around, you know, just so focused but also having a great time. And then, you know, I get to be a part of this Bucks season and cover this Bucks season and – they feel even looser. They feel even more confident. So uh, I think they're obviously you're going to have to get to know each other and you're going to have to try to find a way through all of this. But uh, Miritich is a, is a pretty fun-loving guy. He likes to crack some jokes. He's been, uh, I mean, anytime we've talked to him thus far, he's really had a good time with us. Uh, so I think he'll end up having a good time with his teammates here. And, you know, obviously winning makes everything easier. But, you know, as long as those wins keep rolling in, even if there are some hiccups and, you know, some struggles fitting him into everything, uh, I think ultimately he'll he'll get around and uh, he'll he'll get through it and they'll get through it. And then all of a sudden, by the end of the year, they'll have another guy that, that they really trust and they really like. Uh, before I let you go, I know Budenholzer, uh, he wanted to get away, but he ended up coaching the All-Star game. So how tough is it for guys that ended up, taking part in that weekend that really didn't get a chance to get away from the game. It's interesting because I, I honestly didn't think it would be a big deal. Um, I remember after Giannis's first all-star game, uh, talking to him about a week after, I think it was their first home game. And after it, he was just talking about like my legs, man, I didn't, my legs are, are still, they're, they're not fresh. I didn't, I didn't take that time off. It didn't feel like time off. It felt like, you know, I worked all the way through the All-Star break. And, you know, last year I remember talking to him after the break, and he said, yeah, I got a little bit better at it this year and managed to stay off my feet a little bit more. And uh, I, I thought, obviously, those two, you know, interactions kind of colored what I thought I heard from him before the All-Star break where he's like, I'm not going to do anything other than, you know, the things that I have to do. I, I got to do a practice on Saturday. I'll do that. I got to play the game on Sunday. I'll do that. And after that, I'm going to be on the couch. I'm going to be sleeping. I'm going to be making sure that I get my body that rest. So uh, I think, you know, you may see that pop up a little bit more for a guy like Chris Middleton, who hasn't done that before, who hasn't uh, had the the rigor of All-Star Weekend, which, again, I understand they don't play particularly hard, but it is time that rather than being on vacation, rather than being able to get off your feet, you are still going so I, I think maybe you'll see that with Middleton a little bit more, but I think by this point Giannis has kind of figured out how to get through all of that, how to rest himself, and how to figure out a way not to work all that much during All-Star break. Eric, always good to chat with you, buddy. We will talk again next week, okay? I look forward to it. Thank you. Hey, by the way, George Hill coming on the program tonight if you're going to be taking a listen.
Oh, I can do that. There you go. All right. Just thought I'd throw it out there just to do your job for you. There you go. That's Eric Name of the Athletic joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They're beginning to get done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.